Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 18, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 818 of the Biden-Harris administration, 567 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable, Bob Seska, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You yeah. say Buzz Burbank. What, nobody? You said it all. <laughs> Hi. What? There's, there's nobody backstage to yell at? We'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Hi. 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 Hi, everybody. He is Bob. I am Buzz. And we also got security clearances when we were 21. <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the big Fox Dominion trial started today. Mm-hmm. And, and how much you want to bet when they swear in Tucker Carlson this week, uh, he says, when you think about it, what is an oath anyway? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Just like that. Uh, you know, uh, say what you will about Clarence Thomas, but Republicans insist he's the best judge on the court, dollar for dollar. <laughs> he's for sale, that's for sure. Best money can buy. Yep. Uh, have, you, have you heard this? Uh, New York City is just overrun with rats. Wow. Overrun, I'm telling you. Yeah. So now, now New York has a rat czar. <laughs> Of course. This woman's only job, get rid of the rats. Uh-huh. First day at work, she headed straight for Trump Tower. <laughs> and well, that, that lion George Santos announced yesterday he's running for re-election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah th- this time he's running under the name Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he's going to lose. He's going to lose. See how that goes. Yeah. A Republican uh, Florida lawmaker has apologized for calling trans people demons, imps, and mutants. He says he was actually thinking about his voters. <laughs> demons, imps, and mutants. Okay. You really said that, yeah. Name of the show today. TV Star Trek is suddenly hot again. Oh, you yes, know this it is. Oh, yes. better than anyone, Bob. Amazing. Uh, the show Picard was trending on Twitter over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, folks on the actual space station are like, what the hell? <laughs> Why doesn't anyone pay attention to us anymore? And uh, the stage musical Phantom of the Opera has finally closed after 35 years on Broadway. Aww. But, you know, 
try telling that to the Phantom. All right, kicking off a brand new week with a great Rocky Mountain mic. Here we go. We caught him the Trump. He can't back out. Because we love our country, baby. Why can't they see? He's crooked and shady. And we don't believe a word he says. <laughs> we can't go on together with seditious crimes. That's it. Rocky Mountain Mike, Mary in Ann Arbor. Yeah, where's my applause here? I could, God, I couldn't even hear that. Sophie's dad. Yes. <laughs> Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter to follow Rocky Mountain Mike. All and right. Follow him on YouTube as well. Yes, indeed. And you know what? Speaking what? of seditious crimes, what? this is. Yeah. God, you know what? I'm so glad stories like this drop right before we start the show or within that 12 hours before an episode of the podcast. Right. Ali Alexander, he's an insurrectionist Trump supporter, in case you're not aware of this guy. Yes, uh, yes. Looks just like Sammy Davis Jr. I mean, it's just, it's uncanny. Every time I scroll past a story featuring Ali Alexander, I'm like, look, Sammy Davis is here. This is something I've been talking about for a while now with regard to the holy war against trans people, drag shows, the right. LGBT community that the Republicans are engaged in right now. All of that is a deflection away from the fact exactly that these guys are up to their eyeballs in sexual assault, child rape, solicitation of underage boys, things like that, child porn. There's an entire database on the Daily Coast where they're compiling every single one of these things, and we're now pushing a thousand different news stories mm. about whether it's Republican politicians, conservatives, people in the entertainment space who are conservative, or youth pastors, people, clergy, right. and Religious. so on. Mm. It's incredible. And now Ali Alexander joins that club after being caught soliciting underage boys. Right. This is uh, from the Daily Beast. And... It's so predictable. The whole thing is so incredibly predictable. You could right, almost, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A key figure in the pro-Trump Stop the Steal campaign has apologized after being accused of asking teenage boys for sexual pictures. Ali Alexander has become one of the most ubiquitous figures in the MAGA movement. Trump sure himself has. reportedly requested that Alexander speak at his rally before the riot, with of his course. appearance uh, only quashed by a last-minute intervention from Trump's <laughs> aides. <laughs> The fact that he's the same color as Sammy Davis Jr. may have had something to do with that choice as well. Yeah. Tr Trump likes to show off blacks for Trump, as you've seen on the T-shirts. Yeah, that's my African-American over there. That's what he said. Maybe he was pointing at Ali Alexander when he said that. Could have been. But this week, Alexander stands at the center of a scandal that raises questions about how powerful men in the far right treat their younger acolytes. Right. This is so gay, Alexander said in a statement issued Friday night that addressed the allegations in broad terms. 
<laughs> is it? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Alexander, who has described himself as bisexual in the past, added that mm-hmm. he was battling with same-sex attraction. It's interesting that he's referring to it as a battle, battle. with same-sex attraction. The budding online scandal has also roiled the pro-Trump and white supremacist America First movement just months after it reached new levels of notoriety after its leader, Nick Fuentes, dined with Donald Trump and rapper Kanye West at Mar-a-Lago. I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years, Alexander wrote, adding later, when I flirted or others have flirted with me, I flexed my credentials or dropped corny pickup lines. Uh-huh. Other times, I've been careless and should have qualified those coming up to me's identities. <laughs> yeah. There's, of course, them. a typo in there, right? <laughs> me's identity. Them, yes. Yeah, yeah. Identities during flirtatious banter at the start. Yeah, so this is like a, a, a psycho bomb exploding in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex and among the MAGA faithful. I love the story because... It's igniting this war among all of the red hats. Right. They're starting to attack each other. My f- I, I want to, uh, yeah, if I can, I'd like to address a couple of things here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, going back to where you started with this, with uh, the hypocrisy of Republicans calling Democrats groomers, you have to ask yourself what started that? What, what inspired that? What, it, it, it wasn't a thing they used to do, and now it's a thing that they do. Yeah. Why? What happened? What was the switch, the trigger there? Well, uh, we have, we have uh, accusations that the Democrats are groomers, and they tie that frequently, as you pointed out, to uh, LGBTQIA+. Yeah. Uh, there was the whole uh, fake pizza parlor with the tunnels underground and the uh, exploitation, uh, exploitation of kids and the Q theory about uh, eating babies and drinking their blood, and, and this is what Democrats do. What started all this? It, was, it, <laughs> was, it, was it grubby old Denny Hastert? I, I don't think so. No. I, I, you know, uh, this, is, this is insane. And uh, I wonder what can we do to show the American public the data that we have gathered here on the entire conservative movement, religious, political, business, sports, entertainment, whatever, this entire right-wing movement obsessed with groomers, pizza parlors, and eating babies, uh, it, it turns out to be them. Yeah. The, the only catalyst I can think of, the only reason I can think of that this became an issue, grooming became an issue with the Republicans, is that they are the groomers. They thought of it because they're very, very familiar with it. Yes, exactly. They have an insight into how that kind of mind operates because they themselves are involved in all of this. Every time someone steps into that spotlight, I always think, you know, how long is it going to be? Start your clocks now. How long until that person... Uh, we discover has been sending dick pics to someone on the internet, someone who happens to be maybe underage. Yeah, this is the sort of thing that you can kind of see coming down the pike because they are making such a big deal of this to the point where it seems like uh, dost thou me, protest me thinks, too much. Me, <laughs> me thinks thou dost protest too much. Thank you. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and so you can't help but to see it coming right. down Main Street. And right. 
I, I wish America could. That's my frustration here yeah, in all yeah. of this, as it is with so many other things because of the age that we live in. We know this. You and I know this. The people listening to us know this. The list is out there. Who did you say has the list again? Oh, the Daily Coast has a list I would, that's being compiled. I, I, wanted, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be sure <laughs> wait till you were taking a drink to ask you that. So the Daily <laughs> yeah, Coast you. the Daily Coast has the list of, of these sex offenders who are on the conservative side of things. Yeah. How, how do we get that to the public, uh, a public that in most cases won't listen or won't hear it or won't see it? We know it. The Daily Cause knows it. Uh, but but uh, the people who should know it don't, and that that frustrates the hell out of me. The the other thing I wanted to address, and where you were leading with uh, your opening there, yeah. is the Republicans now eating their own uh-huh. uh, the the infighting that this has caused. <laughs> I mean, and I know you're going to talk about the debt ceiling at some point. Uh, where there's infighting there. There's infighting in this, and now you have uh, uh you have Marjorie Taylor Greene going after Ali Alexander for being a perv, yep. and now Ali Alexander has retaliated by saying. I've got the receipts on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Anybody want to see them? And so they are destroying each other. And I want America to see that too. Yes, and she's not just going after Ali Alexander. Right. She's also looping in Nick Fuentes as well. Nick Fuentes, she says, is in on it. She wrote here on Twitter, this is disgusting textbook predation of underage boys, and Nick Fuentes was in on it. Hashtag Nick knew. Quote, in exchange for recanting his accusation, Nick Fuentes and Ali Alexander offered to get him a job in politics. This is one of the targets of Ali Alexander. They've offer, you... They offered to get him a job in politics. Sure. <laughs> sure buy him of off. Buy we'll his silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this? Uh, you, didn't you mention a site recently, a video that featured Nick Fuentes in a weirdly, oddly sexual sort of situation? Was that or, or am I thinking of some other conservative? <laughs> it was probably some other. Oh, no, no. That was Michael Knowles. Oh, Michael Knowles. Yeah, but that's another great example it's of hard to keep track. Yeah, I mean, it's not sexual assault or anything like that. He no, just uh, he no, appeared as odd. a as a twink in a college film. Odd and, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the sort of thing that you can kind of find across the board. This is not something brand new. We're reach, reaching epidemic proportions with uh, right wing, far right sexual scandals along these lines. In fact, you know what? This is something that's been going on for quite a while now. Cliff Schechter used to do a segment on the Young Turks called Republican Sexcapades. Now, that was just, that was a lot of extramarital affairs and things like that. Maybe tapping under the restroom stall and that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe secret gay relationships, things like that. But now we're into this new territory that... Uh, I think uh, Denny Hastert was one of the first where we're talking about uh, child rape, things like that, preying on uh, underage teenage boys in some cases. This is something that's been going on for uh, quite a while now. And to, to answer your question, as far as how we get the word out about this, we can avail ourselves of this new technology called the Internet and social media. That that would actually help if we started circulating these stories. And fortunately, they are getting circulated. It's just it, it tends to be something that 
falls under the radar for the folks. The, I don't think the folks, <laughs> to use right. that term, necessarily pays attention to stories like this. I don't know if right. they've got the time. It's I, certainly I not leading the news, and I don't think they necessarily care who Nick Fuentes is in or the grand scheme. Yeah. Or who he is or isn't sleeping with. Yeah. Uh, uh, this all, it seems to me, ultimately leads to Jim Jordan. Yeah. Oh, and yes. His, his career uh, in re- related to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and and where, by the way, while I'm asking questions, where is George Clooney's documentary that we had heard so <laughs> oh, much yeah. about uh, that was supposed to, you know, be the expose on Jim Jordan? And there was a lot of fanfare about it, and then it's been really, really quiet ever since. Yeah. With no further updates, or you know, I, I haven't heard anything about this ever actually coming out. I think they're still working on it, aren't they? Are, are they is it still in production, maybe? Well, if they're, if they're focusing on Jim Jordan's friends, they'll never finish it. <laughs> well, here, I wanted to mention this. Uh, this guy named Jeremy Newberger on Twitter posted this about this whole Allie Alexander thing and how this mm-hmm. connects in with some of the other people in that sphere, the other weirdos and freaks and wingnuts. Right. He wrote, so QAnon idiot Marjorie Taylor Greene now hates Nazi Nick Fuentes, who now hates pedophilia condoner Milo Yiannopoulos, who now hates pedophile Ali Alexander, who now hates white supremacist Marjorie Taylor Greene, who now hates bigot Laura Loomer, but all of them love Donald Trump. And so on, and Extremely so on. Well. And shooby dooby dooby. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's it's a human centipede at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly right. And once again, as I like to remind everybody, the number of sexual assaults by trans people in bathrooms remains zero, 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 none, absolutely none. No, right. Doesn't happen. Nope, absolutely not. But if you just check your Republican member of Congress, <laughs> start the clock because your mm-hmm. guy could be next. Ah, oh, shit. Um, meantime, Ali Alexander was banned from Twitter. After Elon Musk reinstated him, of course. <laughs> right, and he'll be reinstated again. This just yes, goes on and on, doesn't it? You know, learn your goddamn lesson, Elon. What what, what am I talking about? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. What's, uh, he was on Tucker Carlson, uh, what, last night? <laughs> They're doing Explaining his rocket. Once again, liars all conglomerating together, chaos agents getting together and, and creating more chaos. That's what that's all about. So, uh, meantime... We got to talk about the Dominion lawsuit. Yes, please. Because uh, there was a chance in there, like over the past uh, couple of days, that there might be a settlement. And it turns out that there will not be a settlement. This thing is going to trial. Jury is being selected. Uh, Harry Lippman reports the judge has ruled and will instruct the jury that all of Fox's statements were false. <laughs> but Dominion still has the right to make its case. So they're going to present the statements from their first opening and all their lurid detail. Um, Fox has to just sit there and take it, he writes. Yes, yes, Uh, they do. The the trial begins with all sides agreeing that Fox lied. What Dominion's lawyers' jobs are in this trial is to prove that there was malicious intent, that this is done with malice toward uh, Dominion voting systems. And and I, I, I think they'll have no trouble proving that case. I honestly think uh, because of the evidence, because of all the text messages that I still have handy here, uh, the, the evidence is so overwhelming. I, I really think, especially uh, a Delaware jury, Joe Biden's home state, he carried it easily. Uh, you know, I think 
And we've seen how the judge has ruled to date on this and how much BS the judge will tolerate and won't. Uh, so I'm very optimistic, very optimistic about this trial. I, I had a lot of fun with the settlement fear that swept uh, through some progressives on Monday morning. Hmm. Um, uh, because uh, the truth is Fox and Dominion have been negotiating for months. Yeah. Uh, this has been going on. Their negotiations have been going on for a very long time. This actually, and and uh, some fault to me for uh, leaning that, that Fox requested this. In a way, Fox did request this delay, this uh, final chance for uh, negotiations, because it, it knows it's losing the case. The worst thing that can, it wants to stop the bleeding. It wants this trial to stop yesterday. Uh, what lies ahead for Fox is going to be very ugly with testimony from Carlson and Hannity who will confirm the evidence, and then testimony from 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch, who is a loose cannon and will say whatever's on his mind at the time and very well could sink Fox's case because he is also fed up with Donald Trump. It'll be interesting to see how this goes, but there was never any fear in my mind because of the case that Dominion has and because of what Dominion has said it's wanted from the very beginning, which is to clear its name, that it had no intention of settling this case. No, and if they had settled, I would certainly hope they would include my settlement uh, suggestion, which is a one-hour yeah. mea culpa, well, a one-hour yeah. documentary about everything that they lied about, uh, who lied, when did they lie, what were the lies specifically, who were their janky sources, just lay it all out for an hour that they would have to broadcast at like the 8 p.m. primetime slot. Rupert Murdoch well, can write a check and be done with it, but it ha there has to be some sort of more substantive accountability as far as the public view goes. Obviously, the discovery phase of the process was valuable because we've heard all of these quotes and seen all these text messages. Right. We would at least have that, and that we can't underestimate how important that was. Th those True. text messages True. and emails and the quotes showing Fox News's duplicity in all of this. But now going the extra step, of having it related in a court of law before a jury uh, mm -hmm. to decide whether, yeah, whether Fox News may have to pay the entire $1.6 billion to Dominion, plus whatever else they've added into the list of uh, possible damages here. That, that is also great, and I'm very, very happy for it. But I'm just saying that if it had settled, I'd be okay with the settlement. Well, yeah, I, but... I, Fox wanted to cut the money uh, as much as anything else, and Dominion is looking at future losses as well. Yeah, uh, uh, It is unfortunate uh, for most of us that the trial will not be televised mm -hmm. because that would be very helpful in the vein that you just outlined. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, what has happened and what is about to happen is good. There'll be great coverage of it. You'll you'll hear a lot about it. Reporters will be in the courtroom, and they'll be rushing out with updates, and uh, we'll give us the daily rundowns of the trial. Rachel will probably read us transcripts from the trial. Uh, you know, so you're going to get that wish. I have more good news. You're going to get your wish in some form or fashion. It may not be the one-hour special that you talked about, the yeah. commercial-free and all that. It may come in other forms. It may, uh, but uh, Dominion, even without a settlement, what Dominion wants the jury to decide in this verdict, once they get to that, and they will, 
what what they want the jury to decide is a form of punishment for Fox. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't know yet what form that might take. Some great ideas have been suggested in much the same way that each and every cigarette pack is labeled with a warning. Yeah. What if, what if all Fox shows had to be labeled with that warning until further notice or until they cleared a certain standard? Uh, there are... Uh, but just a permanent warning label on yeah. Fox for every show, <laughs> every every half hour, every whatever, you know, whatever the punishment, whatever seems appropriate. There are lots of ways to make Fox tell its audience they got it wrong, they lied, they lied extensively, they made a big deal out of it, and they were wrong, and they apologized. That's got to be uh, – Dominion wants that apology and wants that confession – and they want it public. And and so even if there's not a settlement, you may still get your wish. I almost like the warning label idea more than the idea that I was toying with about the hour-long apology documentary. Right. Because right. wouldn't you love it at the beginning of every single Fox News primetime show, like this black screen comes up right before it starts and the text appears and there's a narrator who says something in effect, the following program is for entertainment purposes only may contain falsehoods has has a history of misinformation yes, yes and they could hire buzz burbank to actually do the voiceover which would be there you go wonderful would, wonderful that, that, that would be the one condition on which i would go on fox yes <laughs> <laughs> oh man now i want that now now anything less than that is going to be a huge disappointment for me see why do we over overreach on our expectations now damn it <laughs> well we get excited we is that Tell you what, I'll, I'll try to have something for you i'll try to have something for you for thursday's show oh that'll be fun yeah that'll okay. be great <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, just something right at the beginning that says what you're about to hear may or may not be accurate or true or newsworthy. It's it and may be false. You know, just you actually use the word false or falsehoods in there. Uh, sidebar, yeah. uh, sidebar, and I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know enough about the corporate intricacies of this, but I know that Disney owns a majority stake of the Fox Entertainment Network. Yeah, your Sim, your Simpsons, your I don't know what's a uh, married with children, whatever, <laughs> whatever they're, what are they showing these days? Twenty One Jump Street. I don't know what they show on Fox. That's right. But, Thirty-five uh, years ago, that was what was airing exactly. on Fox. Yeah, know? that's yeah. Uh, but anyway, whatever they show on that little network there, uh, that is now mostly owned by Disney. And uh, actually, they have some good shows that I do watch there. I'm being <laughs> okay. silly, but but uh, so if I'm Disney, I don't with what's going on with Fox News and the News Corp and and all of that. I don't want to be associated with that in any way whatsoever. If I'm Disney, yeah. So I think they should change it, change the name of the network. I I, I think. Yeah. I think maybe change it to the FIX network. The, the, yeah. So that's, you have FIX, put a big dot over the I, and that's your transition from Fox to FIX. <laughs> and then it becomes the FIX network. It's not only your TV fix, but they've fixed Fox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a bad idea. We can add that yeah. to the list. Yeah, why yeah. not? So, so if memo, I'm Disney, send the memo you know, over I, to Dominion and Smartmatic. I'm sure they. If I'm it, if yeah. I if I'm Disney, I'm getting out from under that Fox name as soon as possible, <laughs> even yeah. though they are really really separate entities. But yeah, yeah, it, a, a lot of everybody wants that. And and the the good thing here is uh, this is part of what Dominion wants, either in a settlement or in a jury verdict. 
this has got to be part of the deal for Dominion. This is what they're going for. Remember what the conservatives did to the word liberal for decades and decades? Basically made it a four-letter word and made it undesirable for Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. to identify as. And so that can be done with just about anything. Uh, you just need enough time they're and better at it tenacity. Than, yeah. yeah, they're better at it than we are. Uh, we, we, yes, that's what we should be doing. Why it isn't being done, I don't know. Yeah. Why we're not as good at making those things stick to them as, we, as they are at making those things stick to us, I don't know. I know the answer to that question. And it is? You want to know what it is? It's because we've got 84 million chefs in the kitchen. And we all yeah. think we know exactly well, what should happen. And it's in, different in, from everyone else. Increasingly, <laughs> so do, in, increasingly, so do the Republicans now. That's true. Uh, and yeah. yet they are still better at the at the messaging. It yeah. baffles yeah. me. Yeah. It really does. Their messages stick because they're simple and stupid. Ours don't. They're much more prone to fall in line behind something. We uh, kind of second true. guess and say, hey, true. that line, you know what? I've got a better idea for a line. Everyone join me in my own line over here. And then I everyone, think we, yeah, I think we are more independent thinkers. Yeah, exactly. And that's something to be proud of. I think it ultimately, is. It is. As, and so is compassion. Yeah, yeah, which is the other thing they seem to disdain. Mm-hmm. Liberal, say, bleeding heart, liberal. <laughs> you, the, the, the nerve of you having compassion for a fellow human being. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, they they basically made the word liberal sound like a part of the female anatomy, so to speak. I mean, they, yeah, they kind of they turned it into a swear word or something that if you said yeah if you said (laughs) i'm i'm liberal you might as well say hey you know what i wear panties under my shorts so too 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 many men ignore the liberal uh, (laughs) so that's true men don't know where the liberal is most of the time (laughs) exactly So meantime, uh, one last bit on this uh, Dominion lawsuit moving forward. Yes. On Monday, News Nation's Brian Enton reported that a tent has been erected outside the courthouse as a way to shield witnesses in the trial from the public. So basically, when Tucker Carlson shows up to testify, right, Tucker? (laughs) And uh, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and Maria Bartiromo and Lou Dobbs and all the usual suspects turn up for their testimony. They can secretly enter the courtroom under a long, narrow tent that takes them from their limo to the inside of the building. Because I guess they are embarrassed. (laughs) They're embarrassed to have to go to court and talk about how they lied and lied and lied and lied on television to their own people. You know what would be fun is let them go into the tent while they're in court, take down the tent so they have to come out without the protection of the tent. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. We got, yeah. You only said you needed it going in. You didn't say anything about leaving the courtroom, a-holes. Yeah, Yeah, because, and, and, you know, I think... I think we deserve a perp walk on that. Yeah, I, I want to see them going in and out of the yeah, courtroom. I totally agree. Yeah, and I think one thing that is crucial as we follow this trial, one thing uh, by way of a talking point that we should always inject into whatever we're saying about the, this Dominion lawsuit and then the Smartmatic lawsuit, which is still to come, is that Fox News was lying to its own people. Fox News was lying to Trump voters who watch Fox News. Fox News was lying to the fans of Fox and Friends and the fans of Sean Hannity and the the people, the loyal viewers who tune in that awfulness every night. Those are the victims. None of us believed any of that bullshit. We weren't the victims of that. 
But it, Fox was lying to its own viewers. Yes. That's the bottom line. Yes, yeah. and, and that's the, the important thing to emphasize in all of this because it's, that's how Operation Chaos works. Right, <laughs> because, and, and it, yeah. it is indeed dangerous that Fox lied to it. We've seen yeah. the proof. And, and by the way, Dominion's not allowed to mention January 6th in, the, in this trial, but uh, we've seen the proof of what that disinformation can cause and has yeah, caused. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Th I think they can get away with prosecuting this without mentioning January sixth because right. it's really yeah, ultimately about lying about the results on November third. That won't be a problem for them, but it would be fun to bring it up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> God. <laughs> But, I mean, I think we'd be missing an opportunity if we didn't emphasize this, if we didn't mm. keep injecting, as I was saying before, uh, psycho bombs into the Red Hat community. See, and in my mind, that makes it consumer fraud, which makes yeah. it a matter for the Federal Trade Commission, but you're never going to see that happen. No, no. Well, the problem is, and it's not always a problem, but in this case it would be an impediment to that, is the uh, First Amendment, uh, freedom of the press. And that's what they're – and New York uh, – the New York Times v. Saul. That's the other uh, case that this right. particular lawsuit is running up against. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but not really. They, they, the cases seem so different to me, <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know how the jury will perceive that. I, I don't, I don't know if that that case is going to mean anything to the jury in the final analysis, yeah. Yeah. Bob. I don't, I just don't think it will. Well, Dominion has to, in its uh, putting its case together, has to show. A malicious intent by Fox News, right, right, and show that Fox News intentionally deceived the public. And obviously, from mm -hmm. what we've seen based on the emails and text messages, they've got that evidence lined up. And right. so, it, to me, they probably won't run afoul of that Supreme Court decision. In that regard, I'm feeling hopeful about what they'll end up getting as far as the results of this trial. But we'll see. We'll see how that what plays out. One of Fox's claims is that, hey, we were just reporting on what people were saying about, you know, <laughs> what, what people in the Trump world were saying about yeah. this, all of this. Uh -huh. And the judge has already ruled that that doesn't wash. The judge has already ruled that, uh, that citing or, you know, having people on with disinformation is does not qualify as news coverage. Uh, he's, yeah. he's not, he's not buying it. And, and I, I get the sense that the judge has no fucks left. Right. Uh, yeah. Remind, <laughs> reminds me a lot of Judge Mershon in the Trump criminal trial. I, I never get tired of saying that, by the way. The Trump criminal trial. Indeed. Yeah, no fucks left there either. Um, so that's all positive news. And obviously we'll continue to report this as time goes on, as the trial goes on. I'm feeling really, really good about Dominion winning this case. And, I, yeah. Yeah, Fox News being made to pay. I just Now I wish there was that goddamn warning label. I wish that was a thing. Why can't we be advising <laughs> Dominion in all this? Well, there's always Smartmatic. They still have to well, I think, put their yeah. shit together. So it, it's on the Twitter machine. Perhaps it'll get around. Here's a, a paragraph I really enjoyed from a Washington Post article about okay. this. And, and it's I've titled this Why Fox Will Lose. That's not the name of the article, but mm -hmm. that's how I classify a lot of this information. Yeah. In the weeks leading up to the start of the trial, Davis, the judge, issued adverse rulings for Fox constraining its legal strategy. 
For one, Davis ruled Fox cannot contest that the statements it aired about Dominion were false and harmful to the company. Instead, the trial will hinge on whether Fox aired the falsehoods with, as you just said, actual malice. That is, with knowledge the statements were false or without regard, without regard to their truth or falsehood. Plaintiffs must establish that a defendant acted with actual malice to prove a libel or defamation suit. But it sounds like they've got it from the evidence that they have. Fox also faces a potentially challenging jury pool. The trial is scheduled to be held in Delaware, where Dominion's incorporated. Therefore, jurors will be drawn from among the state's electorate, which voted overwhelmingly in the 20 election for Biden, one of the state's most popular politicians. You know what kills me in all of this is how hub- hubristic Fox News was. You yes, know, in terms still. of Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, all putting this shit on the record. The fact that they were talking out loud in a documented form in the first place is shocking to me. It just seems like, yeah, we don't care. We're invincible. No, nothing can touch us. We're, we're fine. And here, here's why Fox really wanted a settlement, to avoid several weeks of potentially embarrassing courtroom testimony yeah. from its biggest stars. Uh, th- that's what we're going to see, perhaps as soon as this week. The testimony you mentioned from Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Maria Bottleroma. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're the folks who are going to be taking the stand, and uh, we are going to get, like I said, updates throughout the day and recaps at the end of the day on, these, on this trial as it progresses. And we could be hearing from these folks as soon as this week but this trial is expected to last for up to six weeks and so uh this is just gonna drag on like i said fox news wants to stop the bleeding they want this story gone yesterday yeah the truth is it's only going to get worse for them over the next few weeks which is going to put us in a very strong position to take action against fox uh, and and perhaps uh, the jury in terms of a sentence or a a decision that includes a warning label or whatever, some kind of public apology, admission, confession, and apology to their audience, and for that matter, the world, uh, about what has happened here and and what they have done and and that they did it for profit and because they feared uh, competition from Newsmax. Uh, this is this has got to be made public, got to be part of the final result. But this is only going to get worse for Fox, and that doesn't even touch the finances, which as you've discussed before, we've discussed before. One point, uh, what is it? One point six billion for this lawsuit. Two point yeah. seven for the uh, Smartmatic lawsuit which is considered by legal experts to be an even stronger case than the one that Dominion has, which I now have tremendous confidence in. So uh, one, Fox is not going to weasel out of this. And while, you know, I don't know how much Dominion has in its coffers for legal expenses, but Fox is going to run out of money at some point. It's, it's what is it? It's $4 billion. The, the uh, th- this will wipe out three quarters of the Fox uh, nest egg. Yeah. Uh, if if they lose both of these cases, uh, it'll be the network would be decimated by these losses. And of course, there'll be appeals and challenges. Some uh, some of our uh, Debbie Downer progressives <laughs> who always think the worst is going to happen say, "Well, it'll get to the Supreme Court, and uh, they'll you know they'll throw they'll they'll throw out the verdict, and uh, Fox will get off scot free." I wouldn't be so sure about that. Just as I said with the abortion decision, this court has a PR problem and knows it. This court sometimes surprises us. And this case is so strong 
that I don't even think this Supreme Court, I think it'll be an eight to one, and I think it'll be a, 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 it'll be a Clarence Thomas who will be the dissenting vote. But I, I see this court upholding whatever the jury decides in this Dominion case. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to the most on top of all of that is the additional courtroom sketches that I can yes. print <laughs> and frame. Oh, Man, you're going to have a nicely decorated studio yeah. before this is over. I'm going to start a whole wall of shame. We've got yeah. Trump. We've got Steve Bannon. We've got, I think, Michael Cohen. There's some great uh, courtroom sketches right. of Michael Cohen yes. when he was on trial. Now the entire primetime lineup on Fox News <laughs> plus some of the Fox business people are all going to have courtroom sketches. I should at least start an Instagram account that has nothing but courtroom sketches of all of these various crooks so that oh, that'd be great yeah now i'm excited yeah there now it's something to do in your free time yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I, I gotta tell you i love this i love courtroom drama yeah and i love you know and i loved the whole thing like i said i love that sort of 24 hours where there was concern about a settlement and i remember thinking back to i felt like jody hamilton i thought back to law and order <laughs> the, and, and i thought well you know what whether it's a a civil case or a criminal case uh, whoever asks for a settlement has lost. <laughs> that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it's true. Right. Uh, and 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 so I had every confidence, and I and I've heard Dominion's dedication. I had somebody come at me and say, uh, "Dominion, you know, a buzz, you're naive. Uh, Dominion is a money grubbing profit corporation, and you make them out to be some noble enterprise." And and none of which I'd done. And, uh, uh, you know, I said, no, I know they're in it for the money. They're in it now for their long-term profits. This mm -hmm. is their reputation that will affect their long-term profits. And Dominion has made it very clear that it wants to fully clear its reputation. Once again, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't care. I Sometimes. mean, it's, you know, Sometimes. look, they're going after Fox News Channel. This is a huge chunk out of the Fox News reputation as it far is. as I'm concerned. It is. And, and pocketbook. right on top of the fact that Donald Trump is going after them on a regular basis now. So mm -hmm. a lot of Fox News viewers are abandoning that network and heading over to these other little uh, dwarf copycats of Fox News. And so that's, yeah. Brains have got to be exploding under red hats across the country because <laughs> it's a loss after loss, ruling after ruling against Fox News in this case, loss after loss, ruling after ruling against Donald Trump in his cases. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the infighting that we discussed at the top of the show. Uh, if you're a red hat in Oklahoma, who do you follow now? Marjorie Taylor Greene or, you know, uh, Nick Fuentes? I mean, you just don't know anymore. Uh, so it's got to be a real identity crisis. <laughs> for them. What were we saying before that uh, conservatives tend to fall in line? Seems like they don't so much anymore. Now that, yeah. I, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's That seems to be changing. They're still better at messaging, but they are, yeah. the Republicans are in chaos. That's absolutely true. And I'm so here for it. Okay, we got a Buzz Burbank top five list just around what? the corner. Yes, I can't wait. This is the <laughs> top five attractions at DeSantis World. I can't wait for this. <laughs> this is going to be so funny. All right, that's coming up here in just a second. But first, today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. Naturally, every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. But this one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday episodes. The Friday After Party Podcast is lo loaded with all the politics you want. While also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap all over we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month and bonus.
bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Either one of those URLs will get you there. Or you can always click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Bob Seska. this song this is natalie and the monarchy in a song called angeline gotta get this into your record collection right now go to bobseska.com find this episode dated 41823 click on that link uh, scroll right on down and you'll find all the links for the independent music here in the show so you can purchase it put it in your digital musical collection and enjoy now it smells like bath beads in here Ah, yes, it does. I have no idea what that might smell like, but sure, I, I agree. It smells like bath beads. Oh, well, I'll get you some. All right, excellent. So uh, we're going to, in just a second, we got to talk about uh, Miff Pristone and Kevin McCarthy yes. and the debt ceiling. But first, Buzz yes. Burbank, what do you got for us? Well, a top five list, Bob. Uh, you see, to get even with Disney for outsmarting him, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has proposed putting a state prison or even a state-run theme park right next to Disney World. <laughs> so here now are the top five attractions at DeSantis World. Number five, the Banned Books Shooting Gallery. Number four, the Unvaxxed Redneck Jamboree. <laughs> Number three, the Haunted Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Number two, Pirates of the State Legislature. <laughs> and the number one attraction at DeSantis World, it's a small, small governor. Because <laughs> he's teeny tiny is what he is. Little tiny Ron DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'm enjoying is uh, Donald Trump's new nickname, his abbreviated nickname for Ron DeSantis. Like, De Sanctimonious is now 
too long to put right. in his various troths on Troth Central. Right, makes the dentures slip. Yeah, so now he's just calling him DeSanctus, which is so right. weak and awful, makes- even by Donald Trump standards. This is the marketing genius who comes up with the greatest, the best ideas, the greatest nicknames of all the greatest nicknames come from uh, Trump. Yeah, Yeah. good news. Good news, he's out of ideas, finally. (laughs) At long last. Oh, shit. Okay, so, right. Let's talk about this uh, fracas with uh, Disney and what Ron DeSantis is doing. Obviously, he's been outflanked. Yeah. by Disney, and that's no surprise. They've been in business for much longer than Ron DeSantis has been governor or doing governor-style things. So mm-hmm. naturally, Disney knows all the ins and outs in terms of what its uh, legal obligations are, wh- how it sets up there in Orlando, and what it's allowed to do and what it's not allowed to do with its own decision-making. And uh, Ron DeSantis is just like wildly flailing. That's what I see him now. He's just like, ah. He's getting hit in the head, and he's like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Picture, picture, a boxing ring with uh, little Ron DeSantis (laughs) in his shorts in one corner (laughs) and uh, the massive Disney corporate empire in the other corner. Yeah. Who who are you going to put your money on in that fight? (laughs) Uh, Don't you think that Disney's attorneys have private detectives who are finding everything they can about Ron DeSantis, as if there weren't enough in public already, about Uh his policies? And his his fascism. Uh, don't you think that they're looking into every aspect of Ron DeSantis? And don't you think that their lawyers, these very expensive lawyers for one of the nation's biggest companies, the every out of every of fifty people in this state, every fifty people, one of them works at Disney World. Yeah. One in fifty of Floridians works at Disney World. Uh, the state relies on the tourist industry. Uh, which is massive, but of which the Disney Corporation is the heart. Yeah. And he's going after the heart of the tourism industry that keeps Florida afloat. Uh, This cannot stand, and I don't know how long the people of Florida or how much financial loss they might tolerate uh, if he continues on this path of destruction against Disney. I don't know what the level of popularity is with Disney among Red Hats. I get the sense that Disney is still immensely popular, even with Trump voters. Yeah, even with uh, Red Hats, MAGA, Faithful, and so on. I can't imagine that this boycott Disney bullshit has penetrated that deeply into its uh, its popularity as a corporation, its popularity as a series of amusement parks, and certainly its movies and pop culture. It just doesn't, like I said before, we've got decades and decades. How many years has Disney been around? How many years have people been creating memories at Disney Over- with their families and... God. Disney World is 50 years old. Yeah. And uh, by the way, people who live in Florida, I don't know what the situation is in California. Perhaps it's the same. But uh, Florida residents get a discount at Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and are, are part of its lifeblood as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that DeSantis is now attacking 
the number one industry in Florida, tourism. <laughs> um, it baffles me. It just baffles And it's all about ego. It's all yeah, about his yeah, little ego. Yeah. And uh, they're just going to crush him. They're just, they, you know, there's no way he can win against Disney, period. It's Disney. Yeah. They'll kill him. Exactly <laughs> right. For years, God, going back to listening to the Don and Mike show, for God's sake, what did Geronimo used to call Disney the evil empire? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, this goes back years and years and years. Disney is immensely popular and immensely powerful as far as almost mm -hmm. unlimited cash to be able to throw at this thing. And Ron DeSantis is making this play for politics that I don't think really will have a payoff. I just don't right. see no. this. The opposite, yeah. Right, manifesting itself in some sort of significant political advantage for DeSantis and his nascent campaign. However, is he even running? <laughs> Who even knows? It's such a flaccid attempt so far. Yeah, if he's smart, he won't because yeah, yeah. Uh, the the odds are against him. No, I think he's happy with his little uh, fascist empire here in Florida. Yeah. You wouldn't believe, and I've said this before on the show, day after day after day after day, it's some bullshit that, that DeSantis is doing. Do you know that his, his lapdog legislature this week uh, are going to pass a couple of items? One will uh, obscure. This is uh, the Sunshine State for two reasons. One. We have a lot of sunshine. Yeah. Two, uh, we led the nation and may still uh, lead the nation in what are called sunshine laws, and that's uh, open records laws. We we have always, that's why so many funny, odd, weird stories have come out of Florida, because all records are open. And so reporters would cash <laughs> in on that and become uh, Dave Barry or Carl Hyacin uh, writing uh, stories about the silly things that, that happen in Florida, probably happen in other states too. Uh, but Florida has the most open records and authors and uh, newspaper writers have learned how to exploit that. Okay. So what Ron DeSantis wants wants to do is, uh, and he's got the legislature doing this, that we're going to pass a measure that will obscure all visitors, the names of all visitors to the governor's mansion. Mm -hmm. So all visitors to the governor's mansion will now be kept secret, used to be open records. Lobbyists. Uh, and uh, all of DeSantis's use, whether it's for himself or for some other purpose like immigrants, mm -hmm. uh, his use of the state plane or planes uh, that that would also be obscured from the public. The public would not know how their money was being spent to fly DeSantis and his cronies and, uh, and possibly immigrants to other states uh, using state aircraft. Uh, so he's putting this sunshine state in, into the darkness. Uh, and this is just, you know, it's just another day. And that's on top of the, the books and the trans and the, it just it never stops. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? As much as we despise Donald Trump, as much as we know that he's a democracy-ending villain, right? Uh, the way he's been going after Ron DeSantis in the yeah. in the past week or so has been hilarious. Here's his troth about all of this. This is Donald yes. Trump on Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. DeSanctus. There's an awful abbreviated version of his nickname that I don't right. understand. No one does. DeSanctus uh -huh. is being absolutely destroyed by Disney. His original PR plan fizzled, so now he's going back with a new one in order to save face. Disney's next move will be an announcement that no more money will be invested in Florida because of the governor. In fact, they could even announce a slow withdrawal or sale of certain properties or the whole thing. Watch! <laughs> that would be yeah. a killer. In the meantime, this is also unnecessary, a political stunt. 
Ron should work on the squatter mess, he says in all caps. Mess, very loudly. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, his, his caps lock has been stuck lately, I've noticed. Uh, you know, it, it, DeSantis, Disney is not leaving Florida. Yeah. Uh, no, it, of course not. In the, in the end, uh, Disney will chase DeSantis out of Florida, not the other way around. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course they will. There's no way they're just going to pick up Disney World and move it someplace else, or whatever it is, it would suddenly become like the world's most dismal abandoned amusement park. One of the things I love doing on whenever I've got spare time is I like looking at videos of abandoned amusement parks and, uh, and abandoned yes. theme parks. Yeah, it's scary, but yeah. It's, it's scary. It's post-apocalyptic and so on. That's yeah, why it's fun. Yeah. And so I, I can't even imagine like Disney World after they abandoned Disney World and what that would look like once nature started to retake that land. But there's no way that that's ever going to happen. It's just not. This is a losing battle for Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump is taking advantage of every bit of it to completely weaken Ron DeSantis once again with his own people. It's amazing. And then you lump in on top of it, not to get too far afield here, but that ad that was going around Thursday and Friday last week, that uh -huh. uh, MAGA pack ad against Ron DeSantis, where yes. it's, it's a guy eating pudding with his fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the most disgusting, but one of the best ads I've seen. And I fucking despise everything about Donald Trump. But uh -huh. just if you take that out and look at that separately in its own vacuum, hey, look. <laughs> That yeah, is no, unequivocally, yeah, a, a good ad. Yeah, I, you know, the uh, DeSantis World theme park would serve pudding cups, but no spoons. <laughs> Just those That's, three fingers digging I've, down listen, into that cup. Listen, I've, I've thought this DeSantis World thing all the way through. So, <laughs> you know, if Disney folds, we'll always have DeSantis World. Man, if with that top five list, if you had told me you were working on a list of the top five attractions at DeSantis World, right? I would have contributed like fifty of them. Like I we know, could have yeah, done a top one hundred list or something. I, yeah, yeah. I, I came across a lot of them, and, and that was yeah. what I narrowed it down to. And you never know if you're making the right choices or not. But anything more than five would be annoying. So I, I decided to stop there. The unvaxed redneck jamboree. Man, I'm I'm so there. That makes me think that they should they should do that also in like a Chuck E. Cheese location somewhere in Alabama. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Ball cage. Yeah, let's see what else here. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, oh yes, so the Supreme Court has temporarily preserved access to the abortion pill mifepristone. Right. While it considers a lower court's ruling that restricted the FDA's approval of the drug. Uh, this is a teeny tiny bit of good news, but mostly just kind of, okay, it's forestalling maybe the inevitable here, which is that mm. I, I find it very uh, unlikely that the Supreme Court will protect access to Mifepristone, this current Supreme Court. I mean, they See, could surprise me, but I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, this is where we're, we disagree a little bit because, I, again, for the reasons I gave, they have a PR problem and they know it. Yeah. They sometimes surprise us. And their ruling was, as I said, I think last week, is uh, their ruling was that it, it is left to the states. They're out here. Their way of avoiding more trouble with the public. Yeah. Uh, over the last 20 years, we're looking at charts this morning of Americans losing faith in institutions. And mm. faith in the Supreme Court has dropped over the last 20 years, from 2002 to 2022, has dropped from 50% to 25 percent hmm. only one in four of them americans three out of four americans do not have faith 
in the United States Supreme Court. That's how bad it is, and it's, I'm sure, gotten worse over the last year and especially over the last month with the revelations about Clarence Thomas. They're, they're in a bind here. They're out here. Their way out from under the heat lamp uh, at the Supreme Court at this moment is to say, no, we made a ruling on this. We said we'd leave it up to the states. That's what we're going to do. And they could they could leave it there. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what Judge Alito was hinting at when he issued the, that stay on on the, the original bad Mifflin-Prestone ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was interesting. A, a number of people had suspicions and theories about why it was Alito who issued. Uh, this when he's obviously the most anti-abortion judge on the bench, I, I, I it, because it's his job. Uh, yeah. Each each justice has a different responsibility, and uh, his is dealing with th- these particular appeals, and so it it was going to be his job, regardless of what the case was going to be about, mm. uh, to, to to issue that temporary stay. But I I think it's more of a harbinger uh, of of what's to come. I think the court wants out from under this heat, and uh, this is their way of doing it is simply by relying on their original ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. Well, it's mandatory that they overturn this chasmeric uh, ruling because right. what this does, what upholding this ruling would do is it would put just basically every medication on the chopping block where you've got people suing over the availability of this drug or that drug. Uh, The thing that always concerns me, I mentioned this a bunch of times, is going after the vaccines, going after the COVID vaccines specifically, or all vaccines for that matter. Any vaccine that was authorized in an emergency use way would obviously be first on the list because they've got that opening because Mifepristone had to do with that emergency use thing that got it initially approved before it was subsequently approved officially. So, And, um, and that opens the door to blocking any kind of medical procedure that may not involve a prescription drug. That's right. So this is not just about this one drug. This is about right. overall public health and safety. And that's that's got to be the deciding factor. Now, where my skepticism comes in with this court is I just have uh-huh. very little faith in our, oh, I get it. our leadership, our political leadership, our government leadership, uh, having a firm understanding of science and a firm respect, more importantly, for science. They may not understand it, but they should respect it at the very least. They should respect scientific expertise. And what they have shown, going back to the Hobby Lobby decision, is that, well, generally they don't have any respect for that. They lean more right. towards, well, if your religious beliefs say that this scientific fact is not real, then you're correct in order, you're allowed to right. make decisions based on well, that. Well, and, and, and fortunately, Kazmarek, uh, who's uh, obviously a crusader and has been even before he got this job, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he cited alleged evidence in his ruling that's just complete crap. Yeah. And I think that will help shoot down uh, his case before the Supreme Court as well. I hope, I mean, I know what you're saying and what you just said, but uh, the the stuff Kazmarek cited, uh, much of it is so-called evidence is so bad that uh, no sane person would would agree with it. I don't think, except for some Q folks. Yeah. Uh, I I I just I, I don't know. I I I got to have some faith in something. And these the conservative majority on the court, I wouldn't trust to carry out my trash. I don't <laughs> trust them on on any level whatsoever. Yeah. I'm with the rest of you on that. Uh, they're they're sleaze bags from Kavanaugh to Barrett to 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 uh, Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't trust any of them, and I don't like them, and not one bit at all. Uh, we have 13 federal districts in this country. 
uh, and uh, the Supreme Court was set at nine when we had nine federal districts. Clearly, there should be 13 uh, Supreme Court justices. Yeah. And uh, if we don't do it, we're going to lose this democracy. Okay, we got to talk about Kevin McCarthy here in a second and uh, his latest <laughs> remarks about the debt ceiling negotiations. He's still trying to get away with this bullshit about how, you know, it's a sort of, it's all oh, your child with a credit card and you better look out because they're going to keep spending on that credit card. The whole fallacy that that particular metaphor uh, is. And so I want to talk about that plus. Uh, Oh, fuck. Kids are getting guns, and it's not because they're industrious and they know how to get their hands on firearms. It's because they're being marketed to. They're being sold firearms, and they're being given the latitude in order to be able to use them. And some parents are pushing them into the hands of children as young as one year old. Yep. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Favorite people in the world right here. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Got to follow him on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Freakbase. I think that's the uh, web address. And, he's fun uh, on Twitter, too. Yeah, Yeah, he's on Twitter, at Freakbase. He's on Instagram, Freakbase. That's with two E's. Go do it. And, of course, go to uh, this page, the page for this episode of the podcast, and click on the link to buy all of Freak Bass's music. Go do yeah, it. I, you know, as soon as I heard that, as soon as that song started, I thought, is there such a genre as smooth funk? Because that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, that is uh, that is singularly Ohio funk by uh, I see. the great Freak Bass. Well, it's also smooth and it is- it's mild. <laughs> All right, well, we'll take that. Um, Yeah, by the way, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the irony of him being Speaker of the House is he has trouble (laughs) speaking. That's always been the thing about Kevin McCarthy, on top of being just a weirdo 
and a lightweight and an empty suit. He just, whenever he opens his mouth, this just stupid shit goes rolling out. This is uh, Kevin McCarthy, I think this was on CNBC, getting owned by a panel oh. of spazzy white people from lower Manhattan. Uh, this is right. uh, this is great. He's talking about the debt ceiling here. And think about it. A debt ceiling is like giving your child a credit card, and they charge the limit all the way up. Would you just raise the limit? No. You well, would sit down. Well, if it down. meant playing with America's standing at fa full faith and credit of U.S. government debt, but if, I feel if like you, you can deal with the spending in other ways, oh, which really? is totally so, legitimate. So if you just raise the debt ceiling, do you think $31 trillion of debt? The CBO has come out in the next 10 years. Do you know we'll pay 10.5? You did it three we'll times in the Trump 10, administration. As we did economic changes. We never raised the debt ceiling by but itself. But the tax cuts, that was like $2 was trillion dollars and you deficit. Know, and you there were no economic changes. That was a total no. lie. That was a yes. way of wiggling out of that one. But she right. was exactly right. right. Whoever that was, the spazzy white person from lower Manhattan who was talking right. to him right there. That was so valuable to get out there because this is elementary shit. He's completely mm -hmm. misinterpreting or he wants his supporters, he wants his fans, he wants his voters to misinterpret what the debt ceiling is all about. He's playing into the myths surrounding what the debt ceiling is. And whoever that was challenging him on that panel uh, said it uh, as best as anyone, where what this is, what the debt ceiling is, is about uh, paying down the debt that we've already incurred. It's not about adding more debt it's making our uh, obligatory payments on the debt that's already there and we're not just talking about money that we've borrowed there's also a significant chunk of the debt is made up in investments into the united states government into in the form of treasury bonds and so on purchased by not just overseas people like china but also regular americans buy treasury bonds all the time i think maybe your pension plan for example or your ira is partially invested to some effect in uh, treasury bonds and yes. so that all needs that's a requirement that that shit gets paid by the government that those obligations are met and what kevin mccarthy is saying is that well because you've already maxed out the credit card we're just gonna yoink take that credit card away so you're not gonna be able to spend any more on it but, well, but what that would yeah. do is that would force us to default if you're say you're a family right. and you take you, you pay the debt you don't you don't just walk away from the debt. You don't just cut up the credit card and say, la, 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 la. That never that existed. Doesn't, that doesn't fix the debt. You still have right. to pay the debt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is something, It doesn't. this doesn't land with Americans. I think the average American hears raise the debt ceiling and they say, oh, there are more taxes from me. Yeah. Uh, I really think that's because they don't uh -huh. get the connection. This is uh, something that's not communicated well. And because to some degree, it's not easy to communicate it well. Yeah. Uh, but you, you've said it exactly right uh, that uh, the, the two are not connected. But he's trying to uh, associate them anyway. The, the, the bottom line here is the Republicans are still threatening to hold the debt ceiling hostage unless they get the cuts they want. Biden administration and Democrats say, sorry, no cuts. What, uh, what he's proposing, what McCarthy's proposing, uh, is already is dead on arrival at the Senate. The Senate yeah. is not going to pass anything he does in this regard. And so once again, like with the like with the New York crime hearings he's holding now, uh, this is all for show. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to cave. This stands to do not only damage to Republicans uh, as it did before in 2011, but it it, it stands to put millions of Americans out of work. It yeah. stands to uh, shake the entire world's economy. 
uh, and and it, it causes a downgrade in in U.S. credit standing. Uh, it, these are terrible, terrible things that must not be allowed to happen. Uh, but that's what the Republicans, led by Kevin McCarthy, are trying to do. And nobody's buying it. The CNBC panel didn't buy it. Uh, Wall Street didn't buy it when uh, McCarthy rang the opening bell on Monday and gave his little speech. Uh, the markets and investors were unmoved by uh, anything McCarthy said. No one is listening to him. Right. No one is buying it. If there's any good news in this story, that's the good news. No one's buying Kevin McCarthy's arguments here. Well, I, to an extent, most of the people who would be convinced by Kevin McCarthy's argument already believe this bullshit right. about, right. oh, well, it's like we should run the government like we run our household finances and that kind of myth. There's no relationship between how the government is operated and how your personal finances are, uh, how those function. Because, for example, here are many differences between how the government works and how your personal finances work. Number one, the government can print money. Right. This is one of the things they can do. If, they, if it comes right down to it, right. that's one of the ways you uh, can kind of pay for things as, as you go. The other thing you can do is sell treasury bonds, and that creates more liquidity for the government and so on. These are all things that separate how the government functions versus how your personal household finances function. And likewise, the differences between how a government functions and how a business functions. These are but two separate things. You know, these words that we talk about, government, debt ceiling, these words have meaning. And we just yeah. can't randomly assign Most meaning because don't get it, it. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem because the myth has been so pervasive over at least for at least the last well, 20 years in terms of the yeah for, for for decades maybe longer than that bob republicans yeah. have always uh, tried to paint democrats as the tax and spend party oh yeah, yeah and when the average american hears raise the debt ceiling he hears oh my god i'm gonna have to pay more taxes uh because uh, the republicans are right biden's spending is out of control when in fact it isn't and when in fact uh the biggest source of our troubles right now uh, it was George Bush and the Iraq War. Now it's uh, Donald Trump's uh, tax breaks for the rich uh, mm. that have hurt this economy. And that's another way we can generate money easily is by taxing the rich and and and, uh, and paying off those debts as promised. So I, uh, I dropped a new video today on Twitter. Uh, it went up on Instagram yesterday. And it uh -huh. talks about how uh, Republicans are making it easier and easier for children to open carry firearms right. while at the same time Time, gun makers and their proxies in the gun lobby are marketing and manufacturing uh, firearms specifically designed for children. Uh, Fun-sized wow. AR-15s, like sure. this product called the JR-15. Get it? JR, mm -hmm. junior, junior-sized right. AR-15. Right. Um, for years now, uh, I've been playing this audio of... Mm -hmm. a, a television commercial for a firearm called the cricket rifle. Here's a right. Here's a taste of this ridiculousness. This seems like something you would find on Nick Jr. or something like that. Hey, where are you going? Shoot my new cricket rifle. I wish I had one. My first rifle. Oh, God. A moment you never forget. Wow. The cricket is the perfect way to get young or small frame shooters started right. With a safety-promoting design. It's soft shooting, affordable, and accurate. Girls and even mom will love the way they can pick one to their own taste. 
Start your own tradition. Cricket. Find yours online or ask for a cricket rifle at your local dealer. Yeah. That's wow. it. And they shoot it, real bullets. They're 22 caliber rounds that come out of that thing. This is this isn't a BB gun like a Christmas story. But it, it has a safety design, Bob. <laughs> That's right. And it's soft shooting. But the JR-15, on the other hand, which is much uh-huh. newer than the cricket rifle, has something called blowback semi-automatic action. Uh-huh. I don't know exactly what that is, but it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like yeah. something that your three-year-old should be walking around got with. A, got a little kick to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons I'm going down this road again, as far as not just the marketing of firearms to children, but the right. leeway that they're getting, is because uh, back in February, the Missouri Republicans uh, voted to block an amendment that would have banned open carry for children. In other words, the Missouri Republicans upheld a 2017 law passed in that state that allows children to open carry firearms in public. And now it's permitless carry in Missouri, as it is in Florida, and uh, we'll be eager to see how that may or may not impact uh, this Kansas City case. Yeah, and separately, there was a story that dropped, I think this was yesterday or the day before, Uh, The headline is 17-year-old with rifle arrested near Waukesha North. This is in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Behavior health causes charging delay. And so this kid was walking around not just with an AR-15. He had an AR-15 on him. But he was also walking around with a white pillowcase over his head with two eye holes cut out, almost like a KKK kind of hood. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, he was arrested. I mean, we could say that, that this wasn't a case where, oh, yeah, he's just, he's abiding the law because it says you can open carry an AR-15 if you're a kid. So fortunately, it wasn't that. But the fact of the matter is that kids are shooting other kids all the time. I think last year there was 150 cases, upward of 150 cases last year, where a child, and we're not talking about 17-year-olds, we're talking about young children accidentally shooting other young children mm-hmm. mostly accidents uh but uh, suicide uh, rates are up with yep. uh, with children and guns uh shooting each other certainly and accidentally shooting themselves in some cases mm-hmm. uh 3600 uh children were killed last year wow. in uh gun homicides i think that also combines suicides into that uh, number, But these are all firearm-related at a time when they're being directly marketed to. Remember Joe Camel? Remember all the yes, sturm yeah. and drag over the existence of Joe Camel as of almost course. like a cool, recognizable cartoon character, sort of like Mickey Mouse or Ronald mm-hmm. McDonald? All right. It came up as being extraordinarily recognizable in polls and focus groups involving children. They recognized mm-hmm. Joe Camel. And yeah. so, obviously... This was because Joe Camel was specifically designed to sell cigarettes to children. To first appeal to children as a character, as a gateway to get them to buy packs of cigarettes and start smoking at a young age. Uh, This is what the gun lobby is doing right now. This is what gun manufacturers are doing right now. This is what the Republican Party is engaged in right now. They're opening up a new marketing demographic. They're they're seeing an untapped uh, sales demographic, an untapped group of people that they can sell firearms to. Sort of connects to my hypothesis regarding why the Republicans so desperately want to arm teachers. Well, it's because if you arm every teacher in the United States, you know how many firearms they'd have to buy in order to do that? 
That's a wow. huge profit-making financial boom for the gun manufacturers. Always. That's what it's always about. Yeah, yeah. Really. So, so this is entirely about earning significant profits on selling guns to children. Whether it's this, and this is the other thing about the JR-15, the company that makes the JR-15 mm -hmm. is called We One Tactical. W-E-E -E, and then the numeral one, as if to say We One or Smaller One, Small One. Right. So the actual name of the company illustrates how it's directly targeting children for sales and marketing. We One. Good God. So, and, and we're, we're also talking about something that is like, like I said, like a fun-sized version of an AR-15. They're being you know, indoctrinated. It, they're being groomed, aren't they? Interesting. You know, with cigarettes, they, they had uh, the candy cigarettes for kids to kind of oh, yeah, groom, yeah. Them, groom them for smoking. Uh, I'm surprised. The gun industry didn't uh, go for candy guns. They went straight for guns for kids. You know, they went, right. they went straight for the weapon. There was no, there was no candy in between. <laughs> Okay, and one last thing here as we uh, wrap up the show. Yes. Donald Trump, according to this FEC filing, only has made about $201 from tr <laughs> Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. Yeah. Uh, that'd, that'd even make Tucker laugh, wouldn't it? The uh, 2024, oh, yes, it would. <laughs> A 101-page document reveals that the 2024 presidential candidate made more than $5 million from speaking engagements. Uh -huh. And a lot of those speaking engagements were uh, disguised as rallies where you right. actually had to pay to get in. We've talked about the rate card for those things. Yeah. It something like, I don't know, six grand to get into. They were, they were, yeah, they were rallies disguised as speaking engagements. It wasn't until yeah. he uh, declared or there, at some point, uh, there was some uh, point that he crossed over that he uh, then had to uh, claim it as campaign, uh, you know, campaign appearances. Right. But uh, up to a certain point, he was allowed to claim them as speaking fees. He made between $100,000 and $1 million on his NFT superhero trading cards. Remember those things that he, yeah. <laughs> where oh, he yeah. used some sort of AI thing to turn himself into an astronaut and a superhero and whatever the fuck it was, a Wild West gunslinger. I don't know what, <laughs> the, uh, at one point there was, that he had was, like laser shooting out of his eyeballs at, at, when and, one of them. And, and, and uh, you know, we don't know how much over a hundred thousand or how much under a million that was. That's quite a range, but it, it's not, we're not talking about millions of dollars here. Uh, so in the end, it was what it appeared to be a vanity project. It was about ego. Yeah. Yeah. His filings also show that he earned $5 million in royalties through DT Marks Oman LLC, one of his overseas business ah, ventures. Yeah. New York Times adds an extra dimension to this. Last year, they found out that Donald Trump or the Trump Organization inked a deal with a Saudi real estate company to build a Trump-affiliated hotel, villa, and golf course in Oman mm -hmm. as part of a $4 billion project. Right. Yeah, and he wants got to be little, our latex salesman again. Um, got a little, got a little business with the Saudis, and one of the one of the Saudi officials, one of the royalty, I don't remember who, yeah. uh, now says that uh, they, they were given uh, classified information by Donald Trump. So yeah, uh, keep continue to keep an eye on the Saudi connection. Yeah, and this Truth Central thing is <laughs> is crazy. I mean, it's Funny. reportedly valued between five million dollars and twenty five million dollars. But he only made less than $201. I guess that's somewhere between $200 and $201, according to the document. 
He owns 90% of Trump Media and Technology Group Corp, the umbrella group for Truth Social. It's so weird to say the actual name of that. When I see it printed, I'm like, what is that? That's not the name of his app. Right. His, his app is called Troth Central. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Former president. Hey, he, he, he knows how to make a profit, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The campaign, however, has raised $34 million so far this year, mostly from his arrest prediction and news Suckers. of the criminal charges against him. But that's from the same people that always will support him. Right. I, I can't emphasize this enough. He's not gaining new voters because he's right. been indicted in New York City, criminally indicted. Mm-hmm. This is not happening. He'll be indicted by Jack Smith as well. He'll be indicted in Georgia by Fonnie Willis. And his his numbers, the number of people who support him will not increase. His supporters are digging in harder than ever. The trouble is there are fewer of them. That's right. So he's up against the ceiling here, and I don't think he realizes it. Honest to God, I don't think he gives a shit. I think I think on some level Donald Trump realizes that this is just a money-making venture. Right. That even if he loses phenomenally, he will still stand to make a ton of money whether it's through super PACs or whatever after he's done running right and so this is all about keeping his name in the news and his ridiculous belief that all press is good press etc uh-huh. so it ultimately it's a win-win for him plus it provides an insurance policy wow. uh another way to potentially wiggle out of at least a federal indictment insofar as that if he wins he could be pardoned, or if one of his uh, other Republican competitors ends up winning, there's a chance that they'll pardon him. But I mean, I don't know. yeah, I don't I, know. I think I think I think Trump's luck is running out. Yes, uh, I think he's got more court troubles than he can handle, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no, in my opinion, no good outcome for him on this. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I'm just looking at this from his point of view. Like, why is he doing this? Why are you doing this? Don't do this. <laughs> don't do. This. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got the Shadow Docket coming up next. Lots more to talk about over there. See you there, folks. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. Bye-bye.